0: welcome back everyone we are at um this is season four episode three of our series tapestry of call and this has just been like oh my gosh even though we're three episodes in it's all been good and lovely and for those of you who are just tuning in this tapestry of call series has been inspired by um this whole notion from Reverend Dr. Emily Towns around a womanist understanding of vocation, uh, where she just talks about doing the work that your soul must have. And that actually came from Alice Walker, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So it came from Alice Walker in her essay, In Search of Our Mother's Gardens, which you can find in her actual book. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read it real quick of what she says about her mother. She says, I that It is only when my mother is working in her flowers, that she is radiant almost to the point of being invisible except as creator hand and eye she is involved in work her soul must have ordering the universe in the image of her personal conception of beauty i think that just sums it up really like <laughs> okay. kind of where we unintentionally but also spirit led got to this point where we wanted this whole season to go, to show the work that um, our souls must have and and what that looks like. And I think each person has shown up and shared what that looks like. And it's so different, but also so connected. So it's really nice that this is coming together in this way. So it
0: really is exciting. And we're excited for you to hear our next guest. Yes. I met Vanya at like a random workshop and we just like um, but we're so excited to introduce you to Banya Eskandari. She's a licensed uh, master social worker and in this episode has just brilliant perspectives and guidance on mental health care, um, as well as understanding um, and working through our authenticity um, in relationship to call and vocation. So this conversation was fire and I'm so excited that we're gonna share it with you all.
1: Yes. So here goes for her intro and our conversation.
0: So Vanya, <laughs> welcome. We're so excited for this time together for yes. you to share and for all that like we're gonna learn about you, about your journey through mental health, and about everything that you are building and creating for a better world. But can you just, like, say your name and then also introduce us to who you are? Who is Vanya?
2: So yes. Hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, yes. So my name is Vanya Iskandri. I was born uh, to my beautiful parents um, from West Africa, Sierra Leone, and I was born in the States I grew up in Columbia, Maryland, and have just always had a spirit of um, fighting for people who could not uh, speak for themselves. That's just kind of been like my my thing since I was a kid. I remember my mom talking to my teachers in elementary school saying, oh, yeah, she doesn't need anyone to speak for her. She can speak for herself, Um, you know, and but eventually that started to become a problem. Right, Uh, a black girl surrounded in a lot of white spaces uh, speaking up for herself. I found a lot of challenges along the way that kind of traveled with me throughout my college career, my professional career, but it channeled me into wanting to become as much of a social justice champion as much as I could. So I studied social work and did AmeriCorps after and have been traveling through the path of working in all of these nonprofit systems and then saying, okay, this is enough. <laughs> so that's where I am at right now. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I, I have a culmination of so many different people that make me who I am, um, so many different uh, environments that contribute to who I am. And I'm just still excited for the journey of who i am becoming so yeah
0: yes yes (laughs) thank you thank you for your powerful introduction and all the truth and authenticity you bring and there are many things that you said but specifically right like the becoming that you're living into now. And as we've shared with you, like this season is called the tapestry of call. We are bringing on incredible women like yourself to really share with us your journey through call and vocation. And one specific definition uh, that we are exploring with um, with regards to vocation is what Reverend Dr. Emily Towns says around vocation, uh, being doing the work that your soul must have. So in this journey towards becoming like, and even setting on to this path that is your own, like how do you understand that statement of what is the work uh, that your soul must have in this season
2: for you? Oof, man. when I read that before, I was like, man, this is this is so it's so it's so good. You know, it just hits so hard, especially in this season, because it's like, I mean, we're all kind of forced to look at ourselves a lot more intently than we have. And so, you know, amidst all the grief and all the pain. I am thankful for the sit down, you know, mm-hmm. because it's been, it's been very helpful for me to just really focus in on that call. Like what is my soul calling out to do? And it really is to focus on my soul. <laughs> that's it. it. That's what the call is It's to focus on my soul um, and to focus on what feeds it and how can I help others to be in community but also explore many different ways that maybe they thought weren't for them or maybe they thought they could never actually engage with and see how their soul awakens from those things right so i feel that is my call right now and it's it's like my call is like it's becoming so much more clear you know because i've always felt like i was meant to be in this area of work you know but then now i'm like okay no, I, I am. I'm the vessel here. And I'm supposed to be, you know, channeling these things. And I'm supposed to be leading people. It, it just is what it is. Um, and I'm finally like saying that now. And I'm like, no, oh, I need to share my voice. I need to share my words. And I need to to be in community with like minded people. Because I think that that is the, the struggle that a lot of people face when they don't have you know, that, that community, and then they feel isolated within their physical state or in their emotional state, mental state, whatever it is, um, their spiritual state, which I'm happy to talk about more. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that, that is my call right now. It's just to really um, focus in on my soul and focus on helping others to tap into theirs as well. So, yeah.
0: And specifically like when it comes to wellness, you know, like our mental health and like now more than ever, you know, I was just talking to my therapist cause yeah, I have one and everyone should too. Um, and they were just sharing about like how incredibly busy they are now. And I feel like, just like you said, now more than ever, like we have to deal with ourselves. And so I'm just curious about like, for you, how did you get to this point where you're like, no more am I going to be, I guess, kind of be on this path that everyone else is telling me to be on. And like, Mm -hmm. this is what I have to do. Like what kind of shifted that new understanding for you to be in this space, specifically when it comes to wellness? Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Trauma. (laughs) It's like, it's not it's not uncommon, right, that like trauma is going to breed these things for a lot of people. Like it's going to breed your awakening in some way, shape or form, you know, um, that's, that's really what it was for me in so many different ways. I feel like it was very slow. It was like a slow thing. It wasn't like, okay, you know, I'm flipping the switch. Everything's done today. No, it had to be a series of unfortunate events that kind of played into my role of just saying, like, enough is enough, obviously. And whether it was in college and dealing with assault and then, you know, coming out of that and then saying, okay, how do I, like, bounce back from that experience? How do I heal from that experience? And then realizing that going into the institutions that I thought would be uplifting me because they were about social justice, they were about civil rights, they were about all of these things. And then I realized, oh, wait, we're all being controlled <laughs> by these greater systems that, you know, they have to, they have to feel the need to, to, to appease those systems before they appease the people who they work with and, mm-hmm. or, and the, who they work for, more importantly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm dealing with that, honestly, right now in my current place of employment. And I think that that is why I've said this year and I'm going to build my own thing because I know that I can't, I can't do it anymore, you know, and I'm fine to work with other people and for other people, but we have to be aligned. And this is the last time that I will do anything that doesn't align with my, my spirit and my soul, because to be honest with you all, it's affecting my health. (laughs) <laughs> it is it is affecting my health it is affecting my well-being and when we talk about wellness and we talk about specifically what happens to black women it is detrimental like it is extremely detrimental and we are already at higher risk for so many other things um i've i've learned so many things about myself this year physically mentally spiritually emotionally you know of what's going on and i said well, I can't let these people continue to affect me in this way. I have to put myself first. Mm-hmm. And that was really what it is was for me. It was just the the realization that like it really just becomes so uncomfortable. It's like that whole, you know, God is gonna put you in the situation that's gonna make you super uncomfortable. And then you gotta be forced to like make a decision. And then you're like, oh God, am I gonna stick with it? And just like continue to hurt and crumble or am I gonna like leave it alone and take a risk and then see what happens on the other side? Mm -hmm. And that's to it was just to the point where it was like, okay, now I know. And I'm not returning to that job. So now I know that whatever I do in the future, it has to align with my spirit. It has to align very well. And you need to pay attention to your intuition Mm -hmm. because every single time that I look back on these situations in my life that were traumatic. Something inside of me, my intuition, which is super strong. And when you tap into it, you know, and you can feel it because everyone, especially women, especially Black women, have a strong intuitive nature. So I was able to tap into that. And I said, you know what, this is not for me. And I knew it. I knew it wasn't for me, but I was tricked by the... <sighs> tricked by the system, tricked by what was normal, what I thought I should be doing because I needed stability. And now I realize that the stability comes when you're aligned and all of the things are going to like fall into place when you are aligned with what you're supposed to be doing with your call.
1: Well, (laughs) first of all, thank you for dropping your knowledge and for being vulnerable in this space because it does take – a brave soul to share how you have grown and where you needed to let things go, right? And I think far too often we might hold on to things because we think that's the right thing to do and everything else tells you it's the right thing to do. I mean, it's from what I hear you saying, you were doing, you were doing good work, you know, but realizing that it wasn't feeding your soul and not so much not just that, but that it was causing trauma, it was causing mm-hmm. you know you'd not feel whole yeah. right yeah yeah, you so adding on to that, you had mentioned in your journal about feeling like a machine <laughs> and <laughs> and how you had expressed that and I resonated with that so much, but I kind of wanted to hear from you a little bit more about what that feels like just Mm -hmm. in case someone else is maybe trying to find the words to describe where they are. They know they're not supposed to be (laughs) in a space, but yeah. Could you, could you share that a little bit more about that?
2: Woof. Yeah. That (laughs) it's so funny because I, um, I, I said that when I was doing a job that I was like flying all over the place. Like this was a job that I was, I was like traveling all over the country. And I was like, <sighs> I was exhausted. And the people that I was working with were not good people again. And they were claiming to be doing good things. And so again, it was, it was very conflicting with me and I was kind of at the point where I felt like, you know, th- it was a startup company or a startup program. And so, you know, with that, it's like you do everything, right? So I-, I was doing everything, is what it felt like, and getting very little support or appreciation or anything. And so I just felt like, you know what? Um, And I was being, I actually had a transparent moment with them because I was, I thought we were all cool. So like I was sitting around, you know, we were debriefing and I was just talking about how things have been going so far at work. And I just was, thought I was chilling with my coworkers and it was just like, you know, I just feel, I feel like a machine. Like, I just feel like I can't, like, I'm not a person right now. I just, I'm always going, going, going. And I, I was just chatting it up, and then lo and behold, that situation turned into that st- same statement being used as a, a reason to then try to let me go from the organization. So a whole f- or whole write up was written about me, and that was one of the things that was on there. Was you also stated that you felt like a machine? <laughs> and so honestly, I I just I will never forget that because it was such a like gaslighty manipulative like moment and so like for anyone who's feeling like that it's just really what it is is it was just like in a, a very unaligned and so um the people when you don't feel like you can trust people around you when you start to feel very isolated I think like that's that's an indication that you know something's off something's not right because whatever you're doing when when you're especially if it's at work or even in your friend group or whatever it is your family, like. If you feel in isolation at all, like, you know, question that, talk to people, get some information. If you still feel off, then I would just sit with that feeling and try to journal about it, you know, talk to someone else because, um, I mean, we get in our heads a lot, but a lot of times, again, back to that intuitive nature, I think if you just pay attention to that, you know, it's signaling a flag that something is not right here. Um, And if the people aren't willing to communicate with you in a way that seems authentic, then you know okay, those people are shady. I can't trust them. And so that's really what happened to me. And I'll never forget it. That's, that's why I always say I'm not a machine now. And then, you know, like people like the nap ministry, like they came out with all of this stuff, right? I, oh, I love her. I love the whole thing. Right. Same. (laughs) (laughs) She's just great. And, um, I was like, oh my god, thank you. There are people out here who like believe what I am, like what I believe, what I said 2 years ago when I was at work and I said I was in the machine. This is what I meant. I meant that we are not serving ourselves if we are not putting ourselves first. I meant all of these things from a liberatory perspective, but they weren't hearing me, though. So, it was just like <laughs> I had to I had to make I had to make a choice and it was it was like um yeah. So now it's like my phrase. I use it in my family, too. I'm like, I'm not a machine. They always laugh when I say it now. But it's like my thing now. I'm always going to say that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how that came about.
0: Agreed. Because <laughs> I'm mean, like, no, but really, like the grind yeah. is not our nature. Our yeah. nature is in being. Yeah, that's right. And, like when just exactly like you said, <laughs> you know, especially in the church, nonprofit complex. Yep private sector, wherever you at, often um, that people are pushing you and pushing you to be more than like what you are, which is like, you are a whole
1: human being. Yeah. With limitations, with a need for care, (laughs) all of those things are so important. And if you find yourself in a space where that is not acknowledged and honored, um, right. It's
0: time to go. go. (laughs) It's time (laughs) to go. (laughs) Yes, preach that. Preach that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I also want to jump into something that you said that speaks to the, like, awareness of your authenticity. And this deeply resonated with me because in my denomination, when you seek an ordination, there's this language of this whole understanding that you're set apart. Mm-hmm. And I always struggled with it because I'm like set apart. And it was almost like this physical sense that you're set apart from the crowd. But when you talked about it, Vanya, like you said that like set apartness is, um, well, being set apart is not just about one's holiness, but leaning into who you are. Amen. And, so, <laughs> and like, when I heard that, like I literally fell into pieces and cried <laughs> Because oh I feel God. like even within the church, mm-hmm. we do not allow, um, yeah, we do not allow our ministers to live their full authentic selves. Often, nope. we're going through the ordination process. We just go through the process and forget who we are. Yes. You named, like, no. Like, when you're feeling isolated, when you're living your whole self, that's the problem. When you're living your truth and people are gaslighting you, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if you want to share more about like this coming into this like being set apart is just being who I am and you shared a lot about it but I don't know if there's anything you wanted to add.
2: Yeah, no, I would love to because similarly, I mean, I've been in church forever, right? Like ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um recently, like I would say honestly from goodness I would say uh, for like the past four years or so, it's been a rough patch for me in terms of the church and just that relationship. And so for me, like when I think about, yes, being set apart, I I think about it being um, and talking about before, like the last, the path less traveled and all those things and just being, being who you were designed to be right which is authentic which is exactly what god wants you to do does not mean being the best christian on paper that's not what it means it means living in the truth of who god designed you to be because i (laughs) i am not you know i don't want anyone to tell me that my truth is not you know so that's why I said it that way. You know, it's important for us to acknowledge that I have struggled in those spaces. And that is why I think I said it that way, because it's like, you know, the story of Daniel is like, dare to, dare to stand alone, dare to have a person purpose, dare to make it known. It's like all of those things. That's, that's what I take with me. When I think about that, like being set apart, it's like, (sighs) I'm set apart because God designed me to be on that path less traveled. He designed me to be outspoken. He designed me to be an advocate, um to be creative, to question things and not just accept them for what they are. And so that was really what um what I was thinking about and the spiritual kind of struggle um and trauma that I've been through is just like really in, in the need for that that type of community, I guess, you know, that the church I guess is supposed to be is what kind of caused me into this whole Okay, well, I'm gonna have to like build my own, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't really feel good when I'm around certain people, even though they hold an identity of mine, but we're not really vibing right now. I'm not getting a good spirit energy from you. So I need to go over here. With people who may also have my identity, or they may not, and that's okay. And we can talk, and we can still heal each other, and we can still be in community with one another. And so that was that was really where I came from. With that was you know, um, kind of feeling like very othered in those spaces, and then saying the need to like just stand up for the fact that like it's totally okay. It's totally okay to to not fit in these spaces and it's actually better that you don't <laughs> it's better that you don't um and when i look at the life of jesus i mean for me i'm saying i mean that was a person who that, blending in where who to what like <laughs> that, that doesn't work so for me it's like i feel like i want to be outspoken i want to be i don't have to do it the way you want me to do it. Um, And you don't have to make me feel bad about the way that I decide to do it because I I am going to be over here with my creator and we're going to be okay. So, you know, that, that was really where that, where that energy came from.
1: Yes. All of that. (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of that, speaking of building your own community, building your own system that you can be truly authentically who you are, What does that look like? Have you seen glimpses of that? Are you still searching for those kind of things?
2: I have. I've seen glimpses of it. And because I've been a part of, I've been very fortunate this year to be a part of so many different like communities online that have really kind of helped me to get to this place where I am right now. And yeah, I mean, this is a sidebar. I don't know if this is like but <laughs> I think even trying, like, online dating and things like that, like, that has even brought me to the place. I look at that as, like, an online community in and of itself, too. Like, okay, I'm testing the waters here. I'm figuring it out. I'm seeing what resonates with me, what feels good. And also, I'm learning, right? And so, for me, like, I've been able to take bits and pieces from whether it was the entrepreneur community that I was part of, whether it was... This woman's sisterhood that I was a part of, whether it was, you know, um, online church experiences or whatever that worked for me, uh, you know, people that resonated with me, podcasts, books, whatever. That's how I've been kind of doing that for myself, and with those experiences and being able to talk to so many different people. I mean, I've talked to more strangers this year than I have in my entire life. It's like it's amazing it's honestly incredible. And I feel like it's made me, um, made me decide and and gather from those people like, okay, this is what I want it to look and feel like. And yeah, fortunately enough, like I've been now I'm getting at the point where I literally am just about to start my own community that is focused on soul wellness, basically, right? It's, it's, it's focused on soul wellness, but with mental health at the center and collecting in all of your holistic wellness needs with various practitioners that are going to be at your, at your disposal. So I just am very excited about it. And I'm like, yay, like finally, like this is like so long coming for me. And I'm just really proud of myself for being able to like, do again, answer the call, right? Like, answer the call. And I'm like, yo, I'm doing it. I'm actually doing that. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm still searching, though. I'm always searching. I feel like it's good to keep searching in terms of like adding on to the community that you want it to be and like, you know, creating your own family and like what resonates. So, yeah.
1: Nice. I mean, I'm proud of you, too.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Me too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Where can we find you if you want to learn more about you and be in conversation with you and also that community? Where, where can we be connected?
2: Yes. So by the time that you all probably will put this out, I will have my website up and it's uh, join Emmy, well joinemiwell.com. And it's join Emmy well on Instagram. You can also follow me on my personal Instagram at it's be inspired that's just spelled exactly how it sounds <laughs> um, and I'm sure because I don't want to go through the through the lettering, but um, I'm sure you all will you know link it, but yeah, it, you can find me there at those places online on the online world. And, yeah, I will, I will be on, on the interwebs <laughs> building. So, yes, come find me if this mes- resonates with you at all. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I want to be a part of your community. So Yay! I will find you.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> well, Vanya, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your willingness to be authentic with us for sharing what it looks like to be who you are and releasing the things that make you uncomfortable and not just uncomfortable, but you know, does not align with you. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that I'm also learning, but to hear you say it and how you, um, how it resonates with you is, it has been affirming and also very helpful for me mm-hmm. as well. So If you, if anything, you've definitely touched my heart.
0: (laughs) Definitely given. um, (laughs) um, Yes. And the same, I was just going to add like Vanya, wow. Just the amount of truth and, and unlearning and relearning that we have done in this short time together. I just feel like, especially when it comes to what it means to live uh, and be, your full authentic self, like, thank you for sharing yes. and just pulling back a lot of truth that we need, especially of the sense of for black woman, our intuition mm-hmm. is, is yeah. so powerful and to trust that within ourselves. So, yeah.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I really, really love this conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just want to add to you because Part of what we're trying to do in this season of Tapestry of Call is to show how, while you might be on one path, right, and you see yourself aligning on this path, and someone else is aligning on this path, um, just how those things are interconnected in some way, right? So. We just spoke to um, a pastor who sees herself working within institutions because for her, it's about dismantling those things internally. Right. But Mm -hmm. she is equipped. And that's like where her soul is taking her. And what I hear from you is saying, listen, I have to take myself out of this Mm -hmm. and put myself in a space where i know that i can fully thrive and make a change that doesn't mean i i have to be there right and so but both of those things honestly they matter right <laughs> they matter for our liberation and those calls they're different but they're very much connected and i just i just want to say that that i'm seeing that happen and it's just really beautiful to see how Um, what we were trying to express and share is showing up in these interviews and just speaking to beautiful women like you um, and hearing your story. So
2: yeah, share that. I love that. We all have a place, you know, on this path. And it's just like, find yours and blossom, you know, flourish.
1: (laughs) Amen to that. Amen to that. So on that note, Thank you. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing more about your journey and following you on the social media and and being a part of that community that you're building. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) seeing those resources that I'm sure so many women are seeking and looking for um, and didn't realize that they are out there. So thank you for doing that work, honestly
2: thank you. Thank you guys for allowing me to share what I'm building. So, and just share my heart with you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you. And is there, is there anything else that you want to share or for our time together?
2: Um, no, I'll just say, um, one thing, I guess, don't let people like define your healing, like you define it. Um, (laughs) you are able to create what that looks like for you. Um, And that is really what is going to open you up to your, your path and your call is, Mm -hmm. is being aware of what works for you and creating your own healing uh, um, map and journey. So Mm -hmm. uh, I just encourage people to do that um, and to find people that will help you do that and um yeah just keep being amazing beautiful people that you are um because i know this message will will hit and resonate uh the right people who need to hear it so yes
0: it will all right
2: thank you Thank
0: you, Vanya, for that incredible conversation and just the gems of truth that you dropped around mental health care, uh, your authentic journey that you've been on, as well as like the vulnerability and truth that you shared. Um, We're so excited for the new initiative that you're starting and we look forward to joining you and we hope everyone also uh, follows her. So thank you uh, for all that you shared.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we want to thank Odai Productions for editing and making us sound so good. And even like keeping us on track, y'all. I mean, we're moving through this. We have we have another episode to share, which is beautiful. So thank you, Odai Productions, for that. And thank you all. Thank you for our Patreon supporters, um, for your consistency and... For just believing in us. And we are so grateful. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can find us at For Collar Girls. That's actually patreon.com slash For Collar Girls. And that's Collared Like the Greens. You can also find us all over social media at that same name, For Collar Girls. And that's Collared Like the Greens, y'all, again.
0: Thank you. Thank you. We are For Collar Girls.